morning, drama fam. Welcome back to the Drama Pod. My name is Rachel. And I am Anna. And we're back with another juicy episode this morning. Buenos dias on this uh, Memorial Day. It's 8.30 a.m. And, and we're Rachel, hitting it. We had like, the entire week to record podcasts, and she wanted to do it earlier than I start work on the day off of work. Well, we were busy Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah. So how how was your experience at the Romanian convention? It was good. I liked it. It's fun. You get to meet a lot of people. Lots of church fellowship. So it's a four-day event. All of the Romanians, I think from the East Coast mainly, come to one city. And this year it's in Miami. So you go like every <laughs> evening and there's a service and it's like three to question mark hours long kind yeah. of thing. It's about three and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like hanging out before and there's hanging out after. And then there's like free time the next day. And you kind of get in your group of people and you hang out and you meet more people. It's just like everyone's in town to do stuff. And so everyone's hanging out. And today is park day, which is what I'm really thrilled about because we get to go play sports. Yeah. So today I'm really confused on how 2,000 people are going to be it's a big par- I don't think there's going to be 2,000 people one for park. one thing and it's a big park and also your brother just said he texted saying that there is pickleball nearby oh, okay so that's we'll, we'll play pickleball too so that's where we're going right after this that's mm-hmm. why we're rising and grinding if yes. you will yes all right word of the day is mercurial and it's describing a person and it means subject to or sudden or unpredictable changes of mood is mercurial temperament that's a good word for today because i feel like a lot of these stories that we're going to read have mercurial characters it's a good one good job aren't we all mercurial characters though yes we are so today's podcast is about female friendship the and art of. the art of it because it is an art it's a balancing act of many things and it requires a lot of effort creativity selflessness objectivity Mm -hmm. objectivity so we're going to start with the history of female friendships which we're calling ff for short no that's just for our sorry i was like i think it's not that long (laughs) i put little code words so ff stands for female friendship and rr stands for squared and r squared romantic relationship so there's two types of relationships in the world that's it i think so there's platonic and non-platonic. Mm, okay. For the purpose of this podcast, we're talking only about female-to-female friendships. So female friendships have been critical for women throughout history. I think this moment in time, in historical time, is the least critical it's ever been due to the integration of women into the workforce and the integration of men into the birthing room. Now, what are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, I think that's what the world wants us to think, but I don't think that's a correct analysis. I agree. So I think that is true. We are very individualistic. Yeah. I think it's easier at this point in society to not value the female friendships as much as in the past, because in the past, women were secondary citizens and they needed to stick together to survive. And there are still remnants of that that are present today, but I think it's easier today to have less female friends and survive. I don't know. Like it's easier today to have less friends. Is that what you're saying? No, like I'm saying back in the day when women were like not allowed to work and to, like, they had to submit, more. they needed to band A together, union. stick together, not only to survive, like actually survive, but also to have like some sense of community and like have someone who understands what you're going through because they were oppressed. They couldn't work, they couldn't vote, they couldn't drive, they couldn't make money, they couldn't do anything outside of their husband's control or their father's control. 
Okay. They needed that more so than we need today because we have more freedom today. It can be easier to neglect our female friendships because we don't actually... Yeah, we live in a very individualistic society. So we don't need... Self is important. Friends are secondary. And I don't think that's correct, but I think you're correct that that is what's happening. Yeah. And I also think that we're putting a lot more emphasis on our romantic relationships. Like now men are expected to be in the birth room, but that was not the thing up until a few decades ago. It's very recent that men were allowed to be present at the birth. Like they would be somewhere else and they would just come after the baby was born. Okay. So with that, it's just one example of how we put so much emphasis on romantic relationships to the point where now it's your husband in the birthing room versus like your closest friends. Yeah. So I think that was also a big shift. And I struggle with that 100%. Like I'm the most guilty of that because I put so much effort into my romantic relationship when I wish that maybe I would put more effort into- dating someone for a while. That's why, and married, but I mean like- Yeah, but I think that it could be better. Like I think I'm a little bit imbalanced. Additionally- Having guy friends, like male-female friends, was not socially acceptable until the last several decades in the sense of if you're an unmarried woman seen out in public one-on-one with an unmarried man, even though you're both like single, it was, it was still a thing where the woman would be criticized and called promiscuous and the, a woman of the night, you know what I mean? So I think... We're in such an interesting point in society where we can use the excuse of, oh, I just don't vibe with girls. Like, I I just get along better with guys. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's so unique and it's unique to this point in time. And I think we're all still trying to adapt. I'm not saying it's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I think that's where we are. I think that's where a lot of us are. Okay. At this point. And I think it's just interesting to point out that it wasn't always like that. Yeah. No, I... I I agree. Do you have any thoughts on the history before I move on? I was like thinking my friendship history was this actually. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, no, I little... wanted to touch on like the whole idea. Uh, yeah, like the the how the role of women have changed in the more recent past, like what hundred years, whatever you just described mm-hmm. right there. I think oh. it's even less. I think it's like the last fifty or forty years because oh, we got. Our ability like, to vote, like what, 19? We should know this. <laughs> I know, was the... Uh... But like when you think of the 50s, like you still think of women at home cooking and and even the 60s. So I think in the 70s, the groovy movement, and like that's when things started to change socially. Mm-hmm. Even though we had rights before then, like the right to work and all that. But the claim is that that led to the ability to be more independent and therefore the less of a need to... Mm-hmm. have female friendships and ironically more dependent upon romantic relationships despite that being the main controlling factor prior to this freedom yeah okay and i think even with romantic relationships a lot of people are still very independent which is a different topic in the sense of a working woman making her own money kind of keeps her relationships at an arm's length even her romantic ones more so like the high earning corporate girls like high achieving Okay. Educated. I think you're right. I think society is super individualistic. Yeah. I mean, the self is the utmost important thing right now. Yeah. Which is why friendships are very important, though, because we need people and we need community more than ever. And 
I mean, I think COVID has taught us that. I think it also gave us some great tools to virtually have it, but I think it's also very important to have a physical community too. Friendships is, I guess, the equivalent of what I'm saying. So that brings us to our next section, which is the good, because there will be a bad section. (laughs) So why are female friendships important? I think we are called to have friends. Like, I think that is biblical. Like, I think we, I was thinking about this last night. We outsource so many things because we can buy things now. We can pay for help. We can pay for this. We can pay for that. But in the past, it used to be solely based off of like your community and your people. And that's what your resources were. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you could outsource it with money. And I think we don't have as much of an emphasis on that because we have more time and more resources to like outsource that. You can even buy a bridesmaid now. Yeah, that's disheartening. Like you want to, that's like purely what social media, you want that picture that has like a lot of people in it, I guess, because you yeah. want to think that you have friends, but or like, you want, why like, wouldn't you just be comfortable you, in your own friendships? Like, <laughs> Or you want like the few friends that you do have to think that you have more friends. Yeah, and that's dumb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I guess yeah, it's, it's not quantity over, it's quality over quantity when it comes to friends. 100%. I think they're important also because they often last longer. So you can have a romantic relationship that lasts a few months, a few years, even many years, but often spam call. (laughs) Number one, let's see how many I get. It's like 13 a day. Sorry, continue. It's okay. But often friendships outlast many romantic relationships and almost all, I would say. And I think that's what makes them so important is because you go through these different life events hard times, good times, bad times, not always, but often your friends are there through it. Well, I would say that one of the blessings of having been single, mostly throughout college, was that you just get more time to develop friendships that I would not have are also cultivating a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. And so that's nice in terms of like, it's good to have people in your life and a variety of people in your life. I think that's just like a good opportunity, I guess. So if you're single, take advantage of it because you have a lot of time where you can, so. Yeah, and we're not even gonna touch on like how to make friends because that's like a whole thing. I don't think there is a how to make friends either. I think it's just like, it's very subjective and I think it totally changes. Like I have way different ways of how I've met people, I would say. Mm -hmm. I've actually made more friends outside of college than in college, which is so interesting. But I think everyone's so different. So we can't just be like, yeah, college was the time to make friends because I'm out of college now and I have like 10 times more friends than I had in college. Yeah. So it's so interesting how even when you least expect it, people can come into your life. Yeah. I mean, like college and high school are are easier in terms of um, you're like that freshman year of college. Everyone is so intentionally trying to make friends, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. thrown in this place and you're like trying, like you're literally going to events to make friends, like friend hunting more or less finding your group. So like everyone's on the same page, but as soon as you like leave that world, it's like, or even like after the first year, I feel like it's significantly harder. Oh yeah. Cause everyone's in their groups. Everyone's established. They have their own cliques already. Yeah. It just depends on how, like in my case, friends churned. And so then it's like, then you just get more friends and more people come in if you want it. Like it just depends. But Mm -hmm. anyways, where are we going with this? Length of friendship. The importance of it. So I think we all pretty much know that they're important and they're good. We all need more of it or higher quality. quality. I, I think you're a good example of a good friend who has lots of high quality friends. But speaking of myself, I think I should have done a better job in college and even in high school of putting myself out there. And because I think it's so important now that I have a few more friends, I'm like, wow, like this is what I was missing out on. 
Yeah. You don't know what you don't have when you don't have it. Well, I think because you didn't have the need to do it because you yeah. were in the romantic relationship. That's the thing. Like you're just alone if you aren't. And so you didn't have that like mm-hmm. a motivation, I would say. In the same way where like, I didn't really make friends until like later in high school because I just had a big family. So I just never needed to. That's true. And it wasn't until like uh, my cousin started dating some guy and I was like, oh, I guess I need to make friends now because like she's hanging out with someone else. Yeah. So like, oh. We'll make that's friends. such a blessing though having families and cousins and yeah people. I mean, but some people like it's like a a crutch i would say not that it's bad I mean, yeah but i think it is helpful to go meet people with different perspectives because you don't want to live in your own little bubble the entire time mm-hmm. all right so that brings us to our next segment which is the bad studies have shown that a breakup with a friend can feel even worse than a divorce in some cases But what's unique about a friendship breakup is that the cause is often unknown. There's often a sense of confusion about why the friendship ended. Some theories say, for example, this one's from thegirlfriend.com, a trusted source, that female friendships are more intense than men's because women share secrets and are often more vulnerable with their friends than guys are. And this makes their friendships more intimate, but also more fragile and easy to mess up or offend the other person. I agree with the intimacy. I guess it makes it more fragile and that you have like more intimate information that you could yeah. use as like ammunition. Is that the thought? <laughs> or like when you tell someone your deepest, darkest secret and then they like are flaky or like even if they don't use that against you, but if they just don't meet all of your expectations in that friendship now that you told them your deepest darkest secret it hurts more okay yeah so you like poured your spirit out or your you poured your heart out to this person and they like don't always reply to your texts now okay or eventually yeah yeah yeah. and that's what stings Mm -hmm. versus like even with a female male like a guy girl friendship i feel like we often don't pour our heart out as much to guys in that platonic friendship Mm. could be wrong she just walked into her own trap by saying a guy and a girl in a platonic friendship (laughs) just saying i think it's easier because there's an end point with guys romantic relationships and you don't get that clarity with female friendships that quote-unquote finish and terminate you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there is an obvious breakup and then there's like, we're not supposed to hang out together. La, da, da. Yeah. Something you went that. wrong in that yeah. relationship. Like somebody cheated or somebody just doesn't love you anymore. I or... think you can have that in friendships though. I just think people are less intentional and clear about things mm-hmm. because you, because it's not like so limiting. Like you can only really have one romantic relationship, but you can have as many female friendships. And so if you don't have to actually finish it to start the next one kind of thing. Yeah. According to theatlantic.com, women are far less inclined than men to explain their reason for breaking up with a friend. Wow, that I think is BS. They're definitely talking to their other friends about why they <laughs> stopped it. They might not tell it to their friend's face. That, we're going to talk about <laughs> gossiping later. Women are more likely to avoid confrontation. They don't want to give their friend the opportunity to defend herself. That's horrible. That's you but need it's to have just, community. It's, it's what com- you just said, though. Like, women are less likely to feel the need to explain why they're not talking to you anymore. I'm not saying that's right though. I'm just saying that's yeah. like the, that is why you don't get the clear cut ending. Cause you don't have to, but exactly. It's a cop out. Like that's why uh, probably a lot of things fails. Lack of communication. That, that's a horrible. Anyway. Continue. Yeah. It sucks. And I think we've all experienced at some point, a friend who just like stops talking to you and we don't know why. And it's probably because they have like one thing that they don't like about the friendship or they're going through something and they don't want to talk about it. And then they just like stop talking to you. Yeah. 
and there's nothing you can really do. I mean, you can reach out, but even then they're probably not going to tell you what's wrong. Yeah. Cause like, there's a reason they're not telling you it's cause they don't want to. Yeah. It's a common belief that men are more competitive than women, but in reality, it's less clear cut. Women are simply competitive in a way that's less obvious. They're competitive about connection among women. Prized is the degree to which one is privy to the details of her friends' lives. Ooh. I feel like this is true. It is true. <laughs> Especially with a group of friends, like, who are all friends with each other. You're and play you're like, the closest to who. Yeah. It's like, well, I know this thing. Did you know that thing? And you're like, <laughs> no, I didn't know that thing. Or, or like, if you're, like, in a group of three and, like, two of you hang out. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that's uh, maturity, though, is what that's called. When you just start to like realize you just need to be confident in your friendship with that person. And then usually it's the people less confident in their friendships that are the ones trying to placate how much information that they know about something. You know what this reminds me of? What? The Bachelor. When it's like they are all so insecure in their relationship yeah. with Clayton, let's say. But it's, it makes sense, though. It's like a million people vying for one person's attention. Yeah. I guess we're just all insecure. Like, why would this friend like me? Like, why, like, what can I do to make this friend like me well, more? Yeah, it's like you want to be loved and you think it's loved when people know information about you, but you think you are this level of love by this person and then you're like insecure if someone else knows just as much. And I think it's better when you're like, it depends on the friendship. So like the whole group, I would say in this scenario where you're like, we can just be on the same page that we're all like good friends at different levels with one another. But yeah. I think that's hard. And I don't think that's, I don't even think everyone has to be on the same page about that. Like you can be the bigger person and step out and be like, I, I am going to not care about this. And still, even if they are like super caring about it. Yeah. And be like, it's okay if I'm not number one with this person. Like, it's okay if I'm number two or three, four or five. Yes. Like that doesn't, I can be someone else's number two and they can be my number one and that's okay. And I mm-hmm. think that's a big step to realize and be accepting of. Yeah, I would say be careful with that only in terms of like you need to know that or be like more self-aware of that. Yeah, I think being self-aware is key Um, because then you're accepting of it and you understand if that person doesn't reciprocate 100% of the time the same way you do. Yeah, but I mean, like I'm saying, like you should also have some equality too. I I, I, Yes, I get what you're saying. I guess my point is like if I have someone be my maid of honor, and I'm not their maid of honor, but yeah. I'm a bridesmaid. Like, that's okay with me. Yeah. No, no. I, yes, I 100% agree. So I asked you guys for some red flags in female friendships on Instagram. And you guys submitted, like, probably more submissions than we've ever received. Oh, wow. Really? So I'm excited for this because I think so many, I mean, 100% of females struggled at one point in their life with a friend. So I think it's a super touchy subject. So they all boiled down to five things. You did a meta-analysis I did not I put the data in mm-hmm. this program. I ran it. Yeah, she put in <laughs> Stata. And came this out. is what came out. Okay. And this is all of my, like, I did this by myself, so feel free to, like, if you have anything to add, because I did this quickly. Me or the stats? We can't add to you. the stats. The stats are No, like, if you, think I, if you think I, like, miscategorized <laughs> I know, something. Like, okay. So the number one submission. Oh, these are ranked accordingly? Yes. Okay, order matters. And I did this with the data. I like, mm. this is objective facts. Mm-hmm. This okay. is a histogram we're looking at here. Yes. We'll put a graph in the, in the <laughs> description or something. <laughs> the number one was gossip. <gasps> like a red flag in a friend is if they gossip all the time about everybody else. Because chances are They're you're you. not immune. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> and I think we're all guilty of this. 
at some point. And I think it's okay to admit that. I've gossiped before. We've all gossiped before. I think it's one of the hardest sins to stop doing because it's so easy to do and people do it all the time. And it's, it's entertaining. And it's you can be the cool person. It's dramatic. Yeah. I love drama. Yeah. With the drama podcast. Well, I don't know. I, yeah. They're She's correlated. like, I don't know if I love drama. No, I'm but. just saying they're correlated. <laughs> I would say there's a distinction between the two, but yes. I think there's a difference between saying that somebody hurt you like let's say you're in a group of three friends and you talk to friend number two and you say i'm kind of hurt or i'm feeling this way it's okay to express your feelings but i think there's such a fine line of tearing another person down versus Mm -hmm. saying i feel bad and i think it's because of this reason but then you have to stop yeah you need to address like if you're in this scenario and you go to like so the three of you guys are friends and you're talking to the other friend because they are knowledgeable on the subject. They know you. They know me. Mm-hmm. They know the different they parties can relate. involved. And then you're like, hey, this is kind of been bothering me. Then like, yeah, talk about it, discuss it. But if you're not going to change either your attitude about how you're approaching it or talk to the other person about how what they're doing is affecting you, then like you don't need to talk about it anymore. Like if you're not going to take yeah. the action, then but I mean, like you still can talk about it in that initial time when like gathering clarity on how to address it or am I wrong this is not necessarily wrong it's not like a wrong or right but being like hey this person's annoying me should i tell them or should i just change my mind also do you think it's annoying because mm-hmm. or am i alone in this kind of thing like i think that's fine but if you find yourself doing it daily or weekly or whatever then you're like all right something's got to change because like we're all friends and i can't be complaining about this like this is yeah i think it needs to be constructive like you need to be talking to your friend about your other friend in a constructive way with a goal in mind like you said the goal is to resolve this issue and to walk away feeling good so if you're constantly talking about the same person all the time the goal is not to reconnect the goal is to just badmouth that person and i think we all know in our gut when it's too much yeah it's too far yeah you probably do know but then it's like hard because you're like well still and really it's easy it's really easy for me to vent and complain it's a lot easier to do this and talk about you than like go actually affect the issue like go confront yeah. the problem kind of thing it's like you have to just sit here with a friend and be like and so it, how do you tell a friend like a close friend that like hey like we probably shouldn't be talking about this other person like how I do think you... you should be able to tell your friend that like i think yeah. you need to be like hey i'm sorry i should not have done that like why well, I, I need to change like it's awkward especially if they're kind of enjoying it because like to some mm-hmm. extent that drama is entertaining right then yeah. you're like we i realize i can't talk about this like i need to fix it and then like move on it's yeah not but what if like you're gossiping to me about a mutual friend that's what i'm saying so how would i how would you phrase it to like tell me to stop gossiping Oh, you're the one talking yeah. to me about it. Okay. Like you're uncomfortable. I that would you're... be very direct. I would just be like, okay, there's obviously an issue between like you and mutual friend. You should go like address it because I am here for you to listen to all your complaints and everything. But like, if you're not acting on it, then this is just complaining. Unproductive. Like, yeah. But I mean, also like kindly. That was yeah. And be like, this isn't helping you. Like yeah, I think it's very subjective with the friend too, right? Like sometimes they need a little pushing in some directions. Like it just depends on the the friendship of the person you're talking to in that Mm. moment. Like it's very know the audience. I would say (laughs) (laughs) the number two biggest group that I grouped these things in was jealousy slash competition. That's a red flag. Yes. Okay. Or a struggle, yeah, like yeah. red flag slash That's struggle. That's why I think you need to take that higher ground there and be like, it's okay. Yeah. Which is hard because I'm an incredibly competitive person already, I would mm-hmm. say. But I've also can be like 
chill when I need to. Like, I understand a rec game versus, like, a competitive game, mm-hmm. but I will be highly competitive in the recreational or in the competitive game. But I think I grew up with a lot of family members who cannot make that turn. Yes. And it's frustrating. So I realized, just, like, have the for fun games when you want them. But even outside the realm of sports yeah. and actual competitions, yeah. I think it's like, oh, your friend got a promotion and you, like, you feel Oh, like that same makes you feel friends. bad. It doesn't yeah. make you feel good. Yeah, but that shouldn't be like the this. All these problems stem from sin, right? So yeah. it's like the problem is like I should be happy for my friend. Period. Like it should. That's like a indicative of how selfish I am, kind of thing. But we all like mm-hmm. fall prey to it. Yeah, it doesn't make it any easier. But it's just like I should be happy for them. Yeah, I think this is a maturity thing. It's an insecurity thing. If you're insecure about yourself and your friends, this is gonna haunt you. But if you can get to a place where you're not jealous, you're okay with being someone else's number two, blah, 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 all the stuff we said earlier, this can be less common in your life. Yeah. But I think it's natural and it's Mm -hmm. okay to be like, oh, dang, my friend is doing so well in her life. Like, blah, blah, blah. She has this, she has that. And it's okay to occasionally feel those feelings because that's natural. But if it's always on your mind, every time your friend does something good, you're like, dang, I'm jealous. That's not healthy. What are you going to do? Talk to the friend and be like, okay, take it down a notch, please. Can you please? <laughs> no, uh, that's a you issue. It's an internal issue that we so need to the, fix. How do, you, how do you fix it? By gaining confidence in yourself and maybe finding a relationship with God and realizing that you are precious and you're created in his image and he has a plan for your life and resting in that confidence. If you're religious, that is. I don't have any advice if you're not religious. Sorry. <laughs> That's like the one thing that I fall back on always. So it's like, I, I can understand how this is a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. Number three is selfishness. For example, they only want to do what they had in mind in terms of hanging out or plans. And they only reach out when they need support or they need advice, etc. This is number three. Yeah. And I think you mentioned this in a previous episode. Sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes you have a friend who is this way and you have the choice to continue to be friends and accept that this is reality or walk away from the friendship and it's up to you. And sometimes it's okay if one friend in particular is a little bit more selfish than you would like. Like nobody is perfect and if we can accept that person's flaws, we can still have a symbiotic yes, level I agree. of friendship. I think it's to an extent though of like you don't want to enable the person because mm-hmm. I think Yes, you can say this person is this is a way and if I want to be friends with them, I need to accept that. And if that's something you want to do and you like the friendship is important enough to to do that, uh, the alternative is you could say something to them, which is also an approach like this is the classic like you need to change or you need to confront it and see what happens kind of thing. Like that's like the two options that you have in almost every single scenario. And yeah, so I think some people require more like high maintenance kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to enable it. So push them out every now and then kind of thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, like if you're in a friendship though, and it's entirely one way, then that's not a friendship. Yeah. I guess my point is like, you can sometimes accept a friend's flaws and you can push back and like speak your mind. But at the same time, you can be like, okay, she struggles with selfishness Yeah, to a higher degree than let's say I do or whatever. And she knows that she struggles with it but it's okay. And like, we're still going to yeah. hang out and maybe more leaning towards what she wants to do most of the time, but that's okay with me because I still value her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, 
I don't care as much because I don't care as much of like details of what is happening so much. Like I guess time is more important than uh, what's happening in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So it affects me less, but like I know friends who have been affected by this. So yes, I'm largely indifferent towards it, but at the same time, that's a fine line of like being walked over too, because that has also happened in the past. So mm-hmm. number four, codependency slash neediness. For example, they you do and everything I everything together. They yeah. can't do anything else. You always have to hang out with both of them. And usually it's one person who is more needy than the other. Can it be bad if they both are though? Yeah, that can be terrible. <laughs> that can lead to something even more tragic. <laughs> Normally because nobody's identical to each other, right? Normally one person is more than the other. Okay. That person can really be needy with the other person. <laughs> I'm thinking of one specific example in my past, but that Me. can be, re- yeah, <laughs> that can be really draining because as an introverted person too. Yeah. Because you just can't do anything right almost with that person. Like everything yeah. you do offends them. You, it's never enough. It's like a toxic it's relationship. Like, yeah. It's Anytime like, you hang out with someone else, they're like, why are you not hanging out with me? Yeah. Why are you hanging out with that person? Or like you do, you say one thing that they think you should have said differently to yeah. them and it's like a whole thing and then they spiral and then it's like, you don't love me. You're not my friend. Like I thought we were, oh, it's just a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's also really, like, beautiful to have, like, a deep enough connection to where you are, like, needed. Like, that's, like, yeah. not a bad thing either, but it's, like, the um, inability to separate that at any given moment kind of thing. Is, I think or the, there's a fine line, yeah. which is hard to know where the line is. It's um, very mercurial, these people. And these tend to happen in two girls who are both single, obviously. Because I, I think, know. Like, I mean, I think you're saying because they're, like, very... They just don't have any other important... Outlet. Like, they don't have... <laughs> no a, other important <laughs> things going on in their life. They just... Men you know what I'm... All. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say. I do. There's more time. They, like, they don't have... And it's natural. There's nothing wrong with that. Like so I said, there's can a... can you be too codependent, though, in a romantic relationship? Yes. 100%. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> 100%. So, it's just another outlet. It's not, like, spread yeah. even. Right? Yeah. Like you said, this happens with male-female romantic relationships, too, where oftentimes it's the girl who is more needy and pushes away the guy who's like whoa this is way too much so the same way a female female friendship can be similar (laughs) speaking of our third friend (laughs) chelsea just texted that her chicken video went viral i think my chicken video is going viral is it a tiktok or honestly no idea that's pretty cool i don't have a ticky talk she should ride that as far as now she's in the chicken niche (laughs) moving on the number fifth and final the number category (laughs) the number fifth is resentment slash lack of forgiveness Mm -hmm. that's a big one in any human relationship i think this can build up and without confronting it and asking for forgiveness or bringing the topic to the table things can go unsaid for many years and build up and also forgiveness is not necessarily mean you have to go back to being friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can ask for forgiveness and also realize that it's still over after. Yeah. Forgiveness does not equal now we're back to normal, but it is still integral. I, I struggle with this a lot with a friendship that I had like 15 years ago. I still cannot bring myself to fully forgive and it's so hard. Well, I think forgiveness is one of the hardest things 
despite the fact by how much forgiveness we have been given and we I know. can't even forget. I know. When you think about it like that, world. it's like, dang. And I think lack of forgiveness makes us put up our walls more with new friends. Yeah. Which can lead to this cycle of, I'm still stuck on this old friend. I can't make new friends because, or I can't make deep connections in the same way I could before because I have my walls up because I can't forgive yeah. and I so can't let go. So you need that intentional friend to come into your life and be like, or therapy. <laughs> yeah, I think hot take or prayer hot take but i am of the mindset although i am not belittling the role of therapist and i have some friends who are training to be or whatever but i'm like shouldn't be the first option like in therapy. my mind i'm like that not that your friends should be your therapist but that you should have a community to be able to talk about things yeah and I then agree. have that but at the same time i get that they are trained to deal with these scenarios etc cetera, etc cetera, and like i'm not belittling that and mm-hmm. i'm saying i think when it comes to like not deep and traumatic experiences because that's when a therapist like actually need 100% needs to be involved but when it's with these issues of friendships and oh this friend left me blah 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 you're right like and I've been to therapy so I know the therapist didn't ask any like crazy questions well, they don't she know was, you that's the problem she was like, just like asking like how did that make you feel like actually how like, and then and I think that's something that friends should do for one another mm-hmm. but people don't like it's awkward and it's hard, but that's the friendships that I value are the ones where you're like, oh, we're, we're going there and we're talking about this yeah. stuff. I think time is really the main factor of like getting close to someone, but I think that can be expedited with like painful time. Like if something's hard or you're go- like your life sucks, their life sucks, you have an issue mutually going on kind of thing, then you just become, you bond very quickly. Mm-hmm. And that means, and like later it's easier to ask those hard questions too. Like it's once you've opened up that door of communication, which I quote unquote have a lot of friends, whatever, but like those conversations are not with every single person kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like it's yeah. a very selective of like entering into that world. And I think a good friend can turn a gossip session into a sort of therapy session where they ask, yeah. hey, what's the real reason you're hurt? Yeah. Like, let's dig deeper. Let's explore this. And that takes a good friend to like actually be aware enough to like what that person may be thinking deep down and care enough to ask those questions as opposed to just staying on surface level gossip. Yeah. We can go deeper and like actually not only grow in the friendship with each other, but heal a friendship of the person that we're talking about. Yeah. I'm a fan of depth, so. Me too. Yeah, I hate small talk. I'd rather just like. I enjoy small talk. Too. Like, I, I enjoy getting to know someone, da, da, da. Like, I have no issue with that, hearing about their life, because I think that is necessary for the depth, too. Yeah. Like, you need to know how someone is formed to get to a picture kind of thing. Yeah. All right, so we're going to read a few emails. These are all. Uh, Fresh off the press. Pretty negative. So, trigger warning if you're going through a friendship breakup. We're going to be reading some of those because apparently they can be more hurtful than divorce. So that's why we're doing the trigger warning. Trigger warning. About a decade ago, a friend that I had for 13 years emailed me. Wow. (laughs) To tell me she didn't want to get together anymore for coffee, shopping, etc. She didn't want to be my friend anymore. She wanted to start a new life and was cutting things out and starting over. I apparently was one of the things she was cutting out and I wasn't the only one that got the axe. My internal... (laughs) My internal... (laughs) Reaction to the email was confusion as just a few months prior, she had asked me to sing at her father's funeral and I felt like an intimate member of her family. She used phrases like wanting to start fresh and it's not you, it's me. Like a typical breakup. 
But there is something more difficult and confusing about female friendships ending than a dating relationship. With friendships we don't want in our life anymore, most people just let them fade instead of getting a Dear Jane letter. Or they end because of a fight, but we didn't have a fight. Anyway, my external reaction was not to reply to the email. In fact, for the last nine years, I have actually pretended I never got the email. When I see this ex-friend in the community, which I do, (laughs) I still wave and say hi. I know it's passive aggressive, but she can't, but if she can't say hi to me directly, then I enjoy watching the confusion on her face as I know she was wondering if I ever got the email. It's a small thing I take with me as she took the friendship away. (laughs) Oof. Honestly, though, I'm grateful. It was a more stressful relationship than I realized until it was done. I know God has reasons for people coming and going in our lives. I just wish us as people could handle it better. I would have preferred her to just slowly fade out of my life, but she needed closure to something I didn't know needed to close. That's an interesting way to end a friendship. It's very um, forthright. Yeah. Maybe she, like, it makes me think of, like, you know, when you're going... I'm not saying this is it at all, but like the uh, alcohol anonymous or whatever. And it's like that you need to go and say yeah, you're sorry, like yeah. be very direct to your friends. And like, it seems like that where it's like, I'm making a new life. <laughs> like, it's just like very yeah. direct. But I don't think I would be upset. Like I would, I, part of me is like, I wish people were more direct like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, cause it's like clear cut. You don't have to go on wondering. I just am laughing at her response. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think you don't want to confront it. And like you said, you would have preferred it to fade away so that clearly you would take Although, that approach. Yeah, I think it's easier to say you would prefer it to like fade away. But at the same time, like after a couple of not getting responses to wanting to get coffee, you'd probably be pretty hurt too. And now you know why. <laughs> so yeah, like, but it's still not fine. Here's my story. For the longest time, I've been praying to the Lord to bless me with genuine happiness for my friend's when it, for when my friend celebrates over their answered prayers because I get jealous and resent them in secret and start a pity party when I'm alone in my room. But then God encountered me. It is a routine of mine every beach trip to always wake up the next day to catch the sunrise and do some journaling and read my Bible by the beach. During the recent beach trip with my friends, tears just poured over and I felt genuine happiness that I am on the beach with my friends. Seeing one of my happy friends finally with their new boyfriend and I also thought of this friend who got an all-expense Australia vacation for two weeks sponsored by her boss. Nice. Those things are actually what I'm praying for for myself and yet I saw them answered on my friends. God made me realize that their victories are not my loss, that there are so many blessings available to everyone and that for once my friends are not sharing their struggles but victories this time. I saw them struggle and now it's time to celebrate with them. I still get teary-eyed writing this. I am I struggle with jealousy sometimes and that little precious moment by the beach was such a reminder for me. Just a question, have you ever got jealous or whatever victories your friends experienced and what did you do to overcome it? Just be genuinely happy for them. Much love. I don't know. I mean, I don't have any friends in terms of career-wise that are doing the same thing as me, so I don't have that level of mm-hmm. competition, I guess. I struggle with this a lot. I'm just going to say it. Okay. <laughs> there I said it. Specifically with YouTube, when I see which is I guess is career oriented, when I see I guess not even my friends because I'm not really jealous of my friends because I I'm happy for them. I think I I don't I'm, know. Sometimes you're jealous of like oh you're working in no nine yeah to five. exactly that's where I was going with this. Like I'm genuinely happy for my friends who are doing this full time, but part of me struggles with that jealousy of like oh I wish I could do that. Like oh you get to go to Trader Joe's on a Monday at noon and I am at work. 
like a hundred percent, but I don't think it's strictly friends. Like I, I'm just a jealous person for everybody. Like even if I watch a YouTuber who's not my friend, I get the jealousy. So I don't I think it's talking a, about me, not even YouTube people like my work hours and my work in I'm, general I'm is very competitive. Work. Oh, <laughs> I would poke fun at you for uh-huh. um, some of the not benefits. having to work quote unquote the same hours or the, the quote unquote flexibility that I yeah. have stuff like that. Yeah. When you were, yes. Yes. And I guess I just don't care like as yes. much of like, that's correct. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm glad you did. I guess I'm like, you did your thing. I did my thing. Like, I guess it's something I struggle with in terms of just like, I, yeah. like, there's just totally independent things occurring in this world. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. I think you're much less jealous of a person overall, which is good, but I am pretty jealous of a lot of things. I guess I don't, I guess I'm like, if you really want to just do it, but there's like, that's yeah. easier said than done. There's some things where you can't do it. But I'm like, I guess if I were really envious of something, I would just try to go do it, but I just don't care about a lot of the things, mm-hmm. but that's not a good response either because that's like a endless path of pursuing things yeah, that you should I think be pursuing. there's two extremes, but I definitely struggle with it, as you know. Who's and you? I'm working on <laughs> <Me>? it. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because okay. I would poke fun at you, like, oh, you get to work from home. Like, that's so, like, easy. I know. But... And then I took that horrible job, and I was like, why the F did I listen to her? <laughs> now he worked so long hours, and I'm like, I'm going back you, to my nice, You took that job because job. of me? No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I got made fun of for having, quote-unquote, easy hours, and then all of a sudden, I actually had way more legit hours. Yeah, but and then, then I, I stopped sh- making fun of you. <laughs> and then you, like, quit. So here I go for, like, 10-hour days, and then you're like, oh, by the way, I work, like, five hours a day now. And I was like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> no, that's, like, a total flaw that I have. <laughs> I need to, like, I'm, I still struggle very difficultly with that in multiple areas of life when it comes to money oh that person has more money than me oh when that person has so many more friends than me oh that person is so much more subscribers so than I me i think you need some variety i guess because i think to me i'm like it is just like so like that person's life of like that is their they have more money they have less money like that's but they're fine with whatever their situation is and i'm yeah. fine with my situation and we you need <laughs> we need different socioeconomic friends i think <laughs> uh it's the year of contentment so let's see maybe i'll work on this this year well i need to okay this one has an interesting line at the end so i used to have a close friend who i had to break off the friendship with two years ago she was constantly being unreliable with outings that i would plan with our friend group taking weeks to reply to my texts or never replying always feeling like i had to be the one to initiate and on my 21st birthday giving me a card that said the present was coming, but never ended up giving me anything. She was giving me a lot of heartache, even though I enjoyed her company when we did hang out. That's relatable. I asked for advice from another friend who said, often a person's relationship with you is reflective of their relationship with God. We'll dive into that in a second. I ended up seeing her, sending her a long text in a loving way, which ended up with her replying by saying that she's sorry she couldn't meet my friendship needs making it seem like I was in the wrong. It's a classic defense mechanism though, when you like actually are trying to have a good conversation with someone and then they immediately shut up and shut up back in your face and you're like, all right, like I like, if we're not gonna both be able to talk about this, then I can't do much more. This is a good example of someone like, for whatever reason, we don't know, like maybe you were being too needy or maybe she's just going through something and she doesn't wanna be your friend anymore. We don't know, we will never know, but I think friend B here is the real good one. The one who she was able to go talk to, ask for her advice, and then like yeah, gave her some solid advice. Like that's the one you lean into right there. Yeah. Do we think that a person's friendship with you is reflective of their relationship with God? 
Do we think that someone needs to be good friends with everyone? And if they ever stop being friends with someone, that means they don't have a good relationship with God? I don't think so. No, but I don't think that's what she's saying here. I think um, like you don't have to be good friends with everyone, but the way you treat others is indicative of like your walk with Christ. I would say yes. True. So you're saying like this other friend should have said something or like given this person closure. Well, I mean, it seems like maybe she didn't say anything prior. And then when she did say something, though, her response is pretty indicative that she's mm-hmm. like not willing to discuss things. Or she's just blaming it all on yeah. her. You don't have to be like best friends with everyone, but you can treat everyone well. I True. think there's a, that's Facts. a distinction, I guess. Period. But I think it is confusing when you are friends with someone and then they're like, well, I'm just done that, like treating you nice. Like that's my version of our friendship. Mm, like the, this, uh, that's the, yeah. that is something that's really hard. It's like the uh, levels. Is that a bad word to describe it? No. Of like friendships. And hierarchy. Like, oh, oh, I didn't oh, realize. Oh, like that's where I stand yeah. in your life. Or Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, I thought we were closer. Or like, oh, you think we're closer. And now what do I do? Okay. What do you think about, remember when Snapchat, I don't know if they still have it, but when Snapchat had the hierarchy of like, these are your top three, like these are the people you're snapping the most. What if we had that for friendships? Like everyone knew. I think people do. Oh, you mean like visibly? Yeah. Like everyone knows where you stand with other people. I think that would be helpful, but it would also be like so sad. But I think in like healthy relationships though, you like you should know that like you should know that about your friends and they should probably be pretty aware of where that is on like the mm-hmm. alternative too. between you and your friends should know that very clearly but i don't think like you and i need to know that about someone else kind of thing like yeah other true, person's true. friendship true okay last one for today here's my story I had a best friend in high school who changed her personality depending on whoever she was dating. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Classic. <laughs> One time she dated a football player. She suddenly became a football player too. <laughs> she dated a musician. She suddenly became a musician too. She dated an outdoorsy guy. She suddenly became that too. All is fine. Until one time she dated a super religious guy. Suddenly she became super judgy and preachy to the point that she was literally crying for us because we were going to hell for this or that, particularly those of us who had premarital sex. I had just got tired of it and started distancing myself. Then suddenly I heard she's broken up with her religious boyfriend and getting married to a different guy because she was pregnant. I haven't really spoken to her much. I'm just seeing the events unfold on Facebook, i.e. one day she switched her status to single the following month she was posting civil wedding photos to another guy and a shoe for few short months later welcomed her new baby with this new guy i'm still sad that we lost the friendship because i think she is a good friend despite the multiple personalities but it just got crazy when she started judging us the rest of the friends saying that we would go to hell we're not enemies but not good friends anymore either and she just has a new man not the father of her baby and she's also apparently a surfer chick now (laughs) i guess the red flag is when a person can easily change his or her values principles personality on a whim it lacks integrity and gets hard to maintain the friendship Yes, I love that you girls are very spiritual, yet you never come off as preachy or judgy at all. Cheers. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, people need to have values. That is the most annoying thing to me in the world. Sure, be open-minded. Always bring your thoughts to the table and have be ready to defend them. But if you are just changing on a whim, that is like the least interesting thing to me, personally. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, major red flag. I would definitely keep this friend at an arm's length away because... You just don't know who's the real them. The problem is, though, I know exactly what you're saying. Where they're, These people can be a lot like, yes, they may change all the time, but they're a lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah. And you are really good friends they're with them. They're usually the life of the party. 
What I realized, though, is the scenario in which this occurred to me, the person I realized, I'm like, okay, the fact that they can change all the time means that they have no ground to stand on. And so we can be friends, but they're not going to be that person I'm like telling my life story to because Uh why would I? Because I have no idea what their response is going to be other than it's going to be a sounding wall for whomever they're dating or whatever they're currently thinking. But it's not like you need to put thoughts into what you believe in. And if your thoughts are what is the person I'm dating believing in, that's not what I'm interested in. Mm hmm. I hope you guys got something around this episode. I think the main thing always is just like communication. Communication community. Those would be the two lacking things in this world. But I agree. I think it's very important to have people in your life. I don't think that number is important, but you need to have people in your life. And I think friendships are very important. And if you want to leave a friendship for whatever reason, I think we need to do it gracefully Mm -hmm. and put importance on how the other person may receive what you're doing. If you're ghosting someone, maybe give some context. I mean, it's do unto others as you would have done to yourself. Like, how would you like the situation to unfold? Probably do that to them. At the same time, it's probably going to be sucky and hard. But like the good things in life are very rarely easy to do. Yeah. So takeaways in in a nutshell. Number one communicate do unto others as you want unto yourself number two people are important your friends are important even if you're in a relationship don't forget about your friends (laughs) value your friends yeah we should do a whole topic on that (laughs) it's important i frick i forgot something it was good synopsis is gone oh number three if you find yourself gossiping try to go deeper with that person get to the root cause try to be productive in your conversations and not just bad mouth other people the problem is though i don't know what i would do if i'm not a christian in that scenario like i don't know if i'd feel bad for gossiping if i'm not a christian oh 100 percent. so that's like i i feel like i don't know how but i think like, even if that. i think even if you're not a christian you i could be wrong but i feel like most of us have a sense of what's right and what's wrong and i feel like we can sense when the conversation is getting a little bit too dramatic but yeah. i don't know i could be wrong i just i know i have that conviction well because we have a truth then that's what i'm saying like but yeah i, I yeah. see what you're saying i just don't like i'm like okay why would i have to get to the root cause if i don't think i should yeah but yes so communicate value your friends try not to gossip try to get down to the root cause and be helpful are you being a good friend like if you're saying that your friends are not being good friends to you are you being a good friend like we think oh this person didn't reply to my text well oh also you didn't reply to their text like last week so like just keep in mind that it goes both ways this is true and if you want good friends you have to be a good friend self comes secondarily (laughs) yep anything else we hit on all the points all right Feel free to send us an advice email. We read emails all the time. It's a small amount of drama at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Give us a five-star review if you like this episode. If you don't, don't give us a five-star review. We only want truthful reviews. Exactly. If you want to listen to our guy-girl friendship episode, that's episode number 15. And see you later. Adios. Adios.